Welcome to the Hello, Hello World podcast with me, Candace Mollard. Hello, Hello World is available wherever you stream podcasts. Please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. On today's episode, I am speaking with Jordan Ropat. Jordan is owner of Plant Joy, a vegan donut shop here in Windsor. Jordan and I talk, of course, all things donuts, but we also talk about self-love and self-worth and self-growth, things I love speaking about. Jordan is a real, real salt-of-the-earth person. I'm so humbled to have been able to chat with this woman. She is a real great leader in our community. I know you're going to learn something from this episode. So grab yourself some water, and thanks for listening. <laughs> yes, we're good. Okay. Um, okay, hi. Hi, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a super busy lady, so thank you. Oh, no problem. I love doing podcast interviews. This is really fun for me, and um, I always get so, like, jazzed after being on a podcast. It just... Um, it usually just reignites the fire of, you know, why I started doing what I'm doing and why I'm excited about it. I think we all have the um, challenge of, you know, things getting to be mundane. The longer we do them, the more that it just becomes our everyday. So I don't know. I'm doing podcast interviews because I feel like the questions always prompt me back to gratitude of how I got here. So mm-hmm. I- Thank you for that feedback already. I hope I I hope it does make you feel that way. And I've gotten a few different people reach out to me in the past and say that it indeed like just made them feel great about themselves. And that's what I really want to do is showcase how awesome you and your business really is. That's really thank you so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, get started. So yeah, um, go right ahead with whatever you'd like to ask. Yeah, I have lots of questions I've always always wanted to ask you. I mean, um, it's just admirable how confident and, I mean, you know, you had this presence in Riverside that was, you know, it was a little presence at first, but you really came in strong and you stood your ground and, and it, you were really confident. So I think that's what um, going and kept you so big. I'm, I'm really proud of you. I really am. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so you're in my my uh, neck of the woods, Riverside, and you own the most beautiful. If anyone uh, doesn't know who Jordan is, she's the owner of Plant Joy, which is vegan donuts in our in our city. They're delicious and they're large, and they bring everyone so much joy. They really do. Thank you. And yeah. And- <laughs> I- I'm just going to keep giving compliments. <laughs> and I'm going to keep blushing. Um, and, uh, feeling not, I don't usually get embarrassed with compliments, but sometimes I feel like, really? Like, I'm here? Like, yeah, I don't know. So I feel, um, I feel really, uh, yeah, grateful to be here. And um, yeah, the donuts. It's so funny that you said large. That's what everyone always says. They're always like, they're so huge. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need like a really, really indulgent treat. But I think what's really special about them too 
um, obviously with them being vegan, but also that they're um, like over 90% organic ingredients and we use mostly fair trade ingredients. So I feel, um, I feel like there's something that, that you can get because it's delicious um, and you can get because it's vegan and you can get because it's organic and fair trade and more. I feel like there's all these reasons that mm-hmm. you, that different people were for different reasons can enjoy them, which I think makes, um, makes the appeal larger because I think if they were just vegan, but they were kind of like, I'm sure against this, you know, at least once in your life of having some kind of a dessert that's vegan and you go into it kind of expecting disappointment and you come out of it going like, yeah, like Mm. pay for that again. It was okay. It was like, but I mean, I guess it's vegan. So that's good. So that's, I never wanted people to have that experience. I always wanted the vegan part to just be one component of what they are and have them being, you know, really, really good as the, and then of course, uh, you know, having the socially conscious aspects of that too. Mm -hmm. For sure. And you do, and it's hard work to put in to collaborate and to use local and to use uh, fair trade, that's a lot of work. You could easily, you know, just not worry about where your produce or your even your flour comes from. I'm sure all of that takes time and it all shows in your product. It's a beautiful product every time. Thank you. Yeah, a lot more work and, and it's um, and it's it's something I'm, I'm definitely willing to do because it matters to me and it may not matter to every single person or to every consumer. Um, but I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's important. So I'm willing to put in the, the effort to make it a little, a little bit more special. Yeah. Because, you know, you want the uh, person, you know, the owner and the person making your things to be confident in what they're doing. And, you know, it, if it doesn't matter to us, what's in it, it matters to you. And that's what's important because what it's what you're putting out. Um, so Plant Joy, three years old, right? Yes, we <sighs> have opened since. So I start. I made my first donut in April of 2018, um, and um, and it just sort of snowballed from there. And I think, um, yeah, I mean. An, an origin story for you know starting this that really kind of stretches mm-hmm. than that because I think that uh, people always look at you know um, like really anything that that starts and seems like it's an overnight quote unquote overnight success um, and look at that and think like oh how how great like that it just sort of happened that you and then it just blew up but that's really not that's really not the whole story. And I'm happy to go into that too. But if you had more questions. No, please. I mean, it, it's all going to tie into what I basically want to know. And of course, I want to know how it started because that's the point. We want to we want to know how you got so successful. Yeah, I um, and and it's so funny to me. Like, I think I see differently now having done this for a few years and, and yeah, having having the external markers of success, like, you know, the, the popularity and the, um, and some awards even under our belt now too. Mm-hmm. And I just see success differently. I see success as like a, a, a fulfilled, um, balanced life and not just like that my business is doing well, but, um, to, to say like kind of how we started. So, um, yeah, really like a few years before, uh, 
So back when I was actually in my undergrad degree, I started doing bake sales and this was like my way to, um, to sort of give back to the community to come like to, uh, get together with like-minded people because we would fundraise together and to bake, which, which really helped me use some of my, uh, my creative outlet to make something that was beautiful, but also tasty. So I, this really, this all started back in, you know, I would say like 2011 or 2012 when I was just starting, um, university and, and, uh, throughout the years, uh, that followed, I actually started a few, I wouldn't necessarily even call them businesses. I would say they were more like side projects that maybe made a little tiny bit of money because they really weren't like, really weren't businesses. But, um, I, you know, I started a few things that, um, where I would raise money for, for charity again, um, through baked goods. And, um, and then I started, I actually started a business in 2017, um, making Easter chocolates that were vegan. And that was an interesting time for sure, because I think, um, I just really wasn't, I just wasn't prepared in a lot of ways for, uh, for the influx of orders that I was about to get. And so I got so many orders for these Easter chocolates and I actually had to say, everything in my life was covered in chocolate and it was, (laughs) but then somehow the next year I decided I'm, I'm going to try this again. Like, I feel like I'm in a better place where now I kind of understand the demands and I can understand what is required of me. And I, I think I can do this. So that was, that was April or that was 2018. Um, and that was the origins technically of plant joy. So that's when I actually called it plant joy. I actually made an Instagram account under the name plant joy. And, um, and yeah, they, it started with Easter chocolates. So that's great story. <laughs> Buttercups and cream eggs. And then I started making sugar cookies. And then I basically kind of had this, I actually had a conversation with my dad in the car. It was like such a mundane conversation. Like it wasn't like a a special uh, occasion or like a really incredible moment where I said I wanted to make donuts. But I basically was like, you know what? I, I think I want to make donuts. Like I, I haven't had a donut since I lived in London and, and, you know, the vegan options there were abundant so when I was in London for my master's that's when I went vegan and I came back home to Windsor and there really wasn't that level of of you know vegan um comfort food yeah so then at that point I said well Windsor doesn't have any vegan donuts and Windsor actually doesn't even have a donut shop because <laughs> we have you know a few bakeries that happen to make donuts occasionally but we don't have like that iconic um donut shop where you know people will come to that city um, and that's on their list of places to go. I always, mm-hmm. I mean, that's at least for me, like when I go to a new city, mm-hmm. I always go, always, always go to the donut shop. So um, anyways, I kind of just had this, this kind of aha moment of like, okay, I, yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, <laughs> that's when I actually started making donuts and that's when sort of planter I took off. So I think it's just funny for me to think about how when people say overnight success, I'm like, I started <sighs> I was doing bake sales just for fun, building my skills of, you know, decorating and marketing. And then for like three or four years, 
I just started random side projects that all fit. It's not, um, it's not like I woke up one day and I was just like, I'm going to bake for the first Mm -hmm. time. And I suddenly am a success. It's like, I failed so many times before this. And I think that's why this time finally worked because I had a lot of, I had a lot of failure under my belt that I could draw from. Mm-hmm. To- for one hundred percent, like there's it, and it's a lear- everything's a learning experience, and then you're able to kind of come up with the thing that works based on all the times you failed. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And something great about it is that you didn't give up. A lot of people could have given up. You didn't give up on yourself. And I want to come back to when you we were talking success. Mm-hmm. And you said full success. And I've been seeing, I've been watching your, you know, your um, personal Instagram and as well, of course, Plant Joy. But you can see progress in like self-love and um, not that before, I'm comparing it to, to anything. I'm just saying you can tell that there's a part of just who you are that is, you know, complete in a sense of you feel successful because you feel successful in who you are, not necessarily just your business. Thank you. That means a lot to hear that because that's something I really have been working on. And I would say it is just a constant work in progress because I I really had to figure out, you know, okay, so what exactly does my business need from me? What is my role here? You know, what um, what is my goal um, out of this? And, and sometimes I still don't have all the answers for that. But, you know, I'm um, giving my business what it needs. I'm, um, and I'm, I'm still fulfilling my role there. Uh, and also recognizing that human outside of this and um, that, uh, that I have to make sure that I am okay and also taken care of in order for the business to succeed as well Mm -hmm. so it's just been such an incredibly I don't know challenging journey for me and it and I think it always will be to some extent because I think I've always been I don't know I guess a bit of a workaholic and not necessarily even in a way that I think I always masked it and made it seem like it was more fine than it was because Mm -hmm. even when I was in school um you know I would just you know people praise you when when all you do is focus on school um in some ways um Mm -hmm. you know there's that there's that sense of pride of you know um putting in the hours to study and there's that there's that sense of you know feeling like this is all going to pay off so it's really worth it that you know I have no days off and that I never you know, just take a night out with my friends that I'm always like have my head in the books. And I think that all those years of of high achieving, like really lended themselves well, a very, um, very uh, work focused entrepreneurship life. So Mm -hmm. and also, I mean, again, it that also comes with its own set of, you know, external validation and all of the you know, oh, it, it seems like your business is doing really well. And, um, and I would be at the shop basically from, you know, 3am, 7pm every day, like for, I would say probably the first year that we were open. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was just, um, it's, it's been a really long road for me to figure out what does it look like for me to be an actual full human. And of 
all the mistakes along the way, um, trying where I fit into my business and where my business fits into my life and, and trying to make it, make it so that I can actually live and enjoy my life as well as own a business. Because I think that there's so much, I don't know, we, we, especially for women, but I would say like just in general in our society, we prioritize um, and we praise selflessness. And I, um, I've said before, and I will just probably continue to say it for the rest of my life, but I never want to be selfless. I want to be self full so that I can give my full self to my life and my relationships and my business. You know, I never want to, to be less like, I don't want to not, have. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, Mm -hmm. I, it's been the most ridiculous time for me to just figure out how to be a human being. It's the, the perfect time. It's really is the perfect time. It's like, there's a lot of things spiritually and um, astrology. I don't know if you follow, but it's a big, there's a big shift and especially with women and creativity and it shows in the last few years I've had, you know, I'm going to be going on my 33rd show. Most women, most of these are women I'm talking to in our community that are opening up these portals of successful creativity and it's it's not a coincidence these things are happening and it's fun to watch it's really fun to watch and to connect with all the people that are like-minded and have the same kind of views on life and just trying to be a good human all together yes and I I totally um you know follow astrology and I have a lot of fun with that um and uh and recently um okay thing side note that I think probably ties into something that was happening astrologically, but I just don't know what, but I noticed that a lot of businesses were actually started in 2018. Um, and in our city. So in, um, I only have a, uh, gosh, I can't even think of who else I was thinking of, but I can think of one and that is the vegan gardener. So they started making vegan cheese, um, basically the same year that I started making donuts. I know that there's others, so if anyone's listening to this and is like, mm-hmm. then reach out because I really believe that I, I've seen it happen a number of times with other businesses as well. Um, like finding out that they started in 2018 as well. And I just thought, I wonder if there was something happening, you know, just in, in the universe at that point that just made it so that that was a great time to start a business. Mm-hmm. And then also, yeah, I um, when it comes to, um, you know, astrological events and things like that, uh, you know, I, I pay attention to when Mercury's in retrograde, I joke, <laughs> always that meme that's like, okay, Mer- Mercury out of retrograde now, all your problems are your fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's cool to see um, that we actually have, I think what it helps me to do is to not take things so personally and to realize mm-hmm. that larger factors at play that are affecting all of us. Um, and uh, a friend told that because I'm turning 29 this year, that this is my Saturn return. Um, and I had never really heard this before. So I, I wasn't really familiar with uh, what that meant or, uh, you know, really what effect that had on, on my life. But she said, 
basically that that's this is the year like last year and this year sort of are the years that you um I don't know what exactly how she explained it like basically that all aspects of your personality are merging kind of into the person that you want to be and of course you can still continue to change and evolve but it's like a very transformative sort of almost coming of age experience um and I was like oh that makes so much um I feel like I've been in just one big existential crisis and I mean <laughs> like everything happening globally um, yeah. has a lot to do with it as well with, you know, just having to pivot a million times um, just to stay in business and, and, and all of that as well. But it's just, it's funny to me when, when I'm having an experience and somebody validates that with astrology, I'm like, okay, cool. It's not, <laughs> It's not just me. I mean, it may have, it definitely is partly me, but it's not only me. Yeah, sometimes it can make sense. And it's like, it's kind of like believing in God or believing in uh, like Buddha or whatever it is that you choose. It's something to not compare, but to believe in, you know, you don't have to necessarily say, oh, that's why I'm feeling this way or that's why I'm doing this. But it's nice to have a guideline, right? That's how I feel. Um, I, I could just chat with you forever about everything, but I, I want to focus a little bit on like veganism. Uh Um, you kind of mentioned maybe you started when you were in London. Uh Okay. Can you, yeah. Why did you choose this lifestyle? Can you tell us? And what another question Uh in the same sense is what do you want us to know about veganism? Um, those are great questions. Yeah, I so I I went to Western for my master's. And so I lived in London for a few years. And before I left um, for London, I had been vegetarian for a number of years, I think. um, I've been vegetarian since like 2010. And then I went vegan in 2015, I think when I was living in London. So um, for me, um, I, I guess I had always um, uh, seen vegetarianism as something more attainable for me because I do have some food allergies and I felt like veganism was a little bit out of my um, capabilities in terms of, you know, being able to still eat balanced meals. Um, But then I went to London and there were just like, I mean, so many vegan restaurants, just an abundance of really cool products too. So not just like a restaurant that would make you something nice that's vegan, but of course you're not going to eat at that restaurant every single day. But also they they just had some really, really cool local shops and um, places that sold and cheeses and different vegan meats and um, ice cream and, you know, all these different snacks that I realized, oh, this might actually be more attainable for me than I thought. Mm -hmm. And of course I went the route that many people go. Um, that, you know, I don't necessarily recommend, which is watching all of the incredible, um, documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, <laughs> that's a, that's a tricky place to be. And I don't say that to say, you know, completely shield yourself from everything going on in the world and, um, ignore the pain. Um, I think that there is something to be said for at least of what's going on so that you can understand what you are potentially supporting or buying into and make more conscious choices that align. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
and it's tricky, you know, it's, it really is because I, I, of course, I, I believe that we should all be kind of a, at least generally aware of what we're supporting and what we're doing, but at the same time to not like basically beat yourself into all of the pain in the world and then put it completely on your shoulders to fix it, which is what I think I did when I first went vegan. And, and it was a really overwhelming time for me um, because I don't think I had really the mental wellness or the tools to be able to compartmentalize like this is Mm -hmm. this is a very very large and this is something that I can definitely play my own part in in being the solution for but I can't be the only solution so I was really just not well and I was so overwhelmed with all of the pain of the world and Mm. I was so many you know arguments with people about um and 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 it was just it was a it was a difficult time for me to figure out sort of what in what way do I want to play a role in this in this solution in, in this cause right so um so mm-hmm. slowly but surely I sort of found my place and realized like that um I just and this is just my perspective people may have you know other views of of how to be their best self and how sure. to them you know into their lives and into the lives of their family and friends and more power to them as well. For me, I found that just just by, you know, eating a vegan diet, just by eating plant-based around people and and showing them that it's actually not um it's not impossible. It's something that um that is more attainable than you think and just showing them that I was living, you know, a quote-unquote normal life because I think people look at the extremes of certain uh, dietary restrictions and think like oh that's so overwhelming mm-hmm. I don't even want to stop <laughs> and I think people also feel that way about like zero waste and different environmental movements and the way that I see it is like if I even inspired somebody to um, have a meatless meal once a week like you know meatless Monday or have you know have a like even have a, a couple of days a week where a few of their meals are purely vegan, that's great. Like, I think that that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. And I'm not expecting the whole world to choose to eat completely plant-based. But I think it's so great to just show people that, you know, there are so many, um, there are so many ways to incorporate maybe less animal products to be less dependent on factory farming. Like, that's really where it's at, right? It's not about, like, it's not about being perfect. It's not about being like the most, um, like, yeah, it's, it's not about being the most restricted. Um, it's actually about opening up the possibilities mm-hmm. of learning about what's going on in the world, choosing where you can to not support these industries, um, mm-hmm. and continuing to do your best to grow as a person and, and, you know, maybe incorporate little things here and there into your, into your life and into your, um, your current existence rather than, rather than taking away. It's like incorporating, it's like add more vegetables to your diet, try out a different vegan cheese, like try the vegan gardeners, try, um, the cool vegan products at Wolf and Rebel, try a vegan donut. It's not about taking everything away, removing things from your life. Um, but it's just about learning to add in and be open to, um, more, uh, you know, things and, and solutions to um to hopefully make factory farming less maybe in your life or your family's life so that's kind of the way that i see it Mm -hmm. and 
I, I you probably agree that I, everything usually stems down to educating. And if you don't educate yourself on things that need to be educated about, which is everything in my opinion, then you're not going to know. Like if, and, and if we educate ourselves and show everyone, like you said, um, by being a vegan and showing them that small steps instead of big steps can make a difference, then, then people will change. We are, uh, I think we're put here to show people that and inspire people that little things can help. Little things can help. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, that we do um, get further. Um, and this is just from my own perspective. So I'm, I'm probably just projecting here, but um, I found it really overwhelming to be constantly focused on the pain um, in the world um, because I, I personally found it really difficult to, um, I, I guess, I guess just find a, a good spot to be where I wasn't just um, focused on all of the destruction and all of the poor animal mm-hmm. factory farms, but also, but instead just focused on, on solutions and on how I personally could move forward in a healthy way and incorporate uh, this into my life. So um, and I think I think many people can relate um, to feeling kind of overwhelmed and really disheartened by mm-hmm. um, by the way that the world is. And I think it can be really easy when you're in that place of disheartenment to um, to not choose to do anything at all because it all feels too overwhelming. So I think yeah, um, yeah, I think it, uh, taking baby steps is um, is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And some some would argue that you know one person can't make a difference blah blah all that bullshit but i you know i will use greta tunberg as a an example um she's made this huge movement if people don't come together you know one person can make a change but then that one person creates a lot of other people that agree with their movement so standing up for what you believe and um one little small step can make a huge difference it's awesome yes absolutely um I have so many things I want to ask you oh my goodness (laughs) um so community I community I want to to know you've won multiple awards and a lot of them are community based what does our community mean to you me um I think has been a really, really powerful driving force in my life and in my business. I'm, I couldn't be more grateful to have um, just just a really great um, circle of people in my corner and then also at the, you know, the community at large and, and the city um, to just have people who have recently supported and shown me that they, they believe in me and they believe in what we're doing and um, I think it's really been what has kept me going because, um, yeah, running a business, um, has so many challenges and I think I ever really fully understood until I got into it myself. Um, and you really can't do this without people, without community, you know, so we have an awesome team and we have the best customers and, um, we have, you know, a community of people who believe, um, that what we're doing matters. So, um, yeah, I mean, getting those awards, 
that we've gotten uh, is, is definitely exciting. And uh, I really do appreciate it. And I also think that beyond the validation of an award, what really matters is, um, is people. And knowing that I'm doing my best to help um, to help people feel, you know, um, appreciated and loved and joyful. And so um, that's really been important to me. And, um, and yeah, so I, I've always kind of wanted that to be um, the driving force of my business. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been amazing just to be part of Windsor Essex um, small business community. I, I know you've touched on it in a few of your previous episodes. Um, um, uh, I was listening to um, the one that you did with Danielle from Sketch. <laughs> and, um, just talking about, um, well, Sketch and Urban Surf and, oh my, everything. And everything else. <laughs> and uh, it was just so fun to hear you talk um, about uh, how awesome our city is because I, I totally believe that. And I think, especially as somebody who's grown up in Windsor, um, you definitely have two camps of people. You have the one that can't wait to get out of here and hates it. Other that's like, this is actually a really special place. Does nobody else see that? And yeah. so being the people that see that, uh, and I think Sierra too with yeah. well the other day. And um, and it, it's just cool to, to have... Um, to, to, I don't know, be able to be able to commune with people who believe that our city is awesome because it really. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I love it. Um, so I want to, I have a couple other things I want to talk to you about, but um, I always like to, and since you've listened, you know, I like to ask some random questions. Uh, are you down for that? Okay. They're going to be really random. <laughs> Very excited. I love random questions. Okay. Um, what's the coldest that you've ever been? Oh, that's an interesting question. The coldest I've ever been? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. So, I mean, aside from the winter, because I feel like that's an obvious answer, and I don't really have a specific answer for, for like, winter time because I feel like in the winter I'm just always – the most bundled up and just like <laughs> like oh why does the air hurt my face you know that oh, means mm-hmm. um, okay but the coldest I've ever been aside from winter time um because I blocked it out of my mind <laughs> it's the summer now <laughs> was actually last year I went um solo camping in Tobermory and the water there I had no idea people were telling me oh Georgian cold and I'm like well okay sure how cold could it be I mean I guess all, all large bodies of water are a little bit cold I mean the sun can't completely warm them up um no that water is really fucking cold <laughs> so I basically waded into the water and I'm like oh god my feet are really cold and then I really wanted to I don't know why I had there's nothing there's really nothing prompting me to just but I went into the rocks and I just wanted to lay completely down and submerge my head. And I didn't go too far in because I was like, what if I get hypothermia and I can't slip? Mm-hmm. But I, I laid down and, uh, and dunked myself in this freaking freezing cold water. And it felt so good. But it was also like, oh, my God, what am I doing? 
So that's the coldest I've ever been. Burr. But beautiful at the same time. Like, I'm sure you can envision that still that moment of you laying there, freezing your ass off, but loving the scenery. Oh, yes. I miss it. I love Tobermory. I'm going back. Um, I can't remember when I have. I have a, a, a short little camping trip planned uh, for this year, but I'm super stoked. And yeah, I love... Um, love Tobermory it's it's so beautiful up there and Algonquin as well but yeah anyways Ad, like- it's it's pretty admirable that you go alone I'll say that um it's it's really fun for me and I I realized last year that um you know I enjoy being alone more than I thought and also you know uh for me to want to drive you know eight hours with somebody and spend all that time with them. Like I really have to enjoy that person's company. <laughs> and if I, if I don't have anyone, you know, if I don't have want to go with, or that like, maybe, maybe let's say like, you know, wanted to plan a trip with like, isn't available. Um, I realized like, am I just going to wait for that person's schedule to open up or am I going to go do what I want to do anyway? So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. Love it. Love it. Go. And post about it. Keep posting the tree hugging pictures. Oh my god! So Love that was so cute. Bye. Okay. Gotta get back. Anyways, questions? Yes. <laughs> uh, what something that makes you roll your eyes every time you hear it or see it? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, oh, something that makes me roll my eyes. Um. Oh, I can't. That's a- <laughs> I. Um. Ooh, okay, let's let's come back to that one because I want okay. to I'm gonna think about that one. Yeah, I I put some of these are pretty deep. I think of them late or like I'll think of them mm-hmm. in the morning. I'll just jot them down. But mm-hmm. um come back to that one. Okay. Um are you a coffee person or a tea person? This one's easy. Ooh, I'm a tea person. Um I stopped drinking coffee and caffeine in general mostly um back in like uh, February of 2020 um, just out of sheer like I wonder if I can do this and I don't want to be reliant on caffeine to get up in the morning anymore so um, I've been more into tea I really like peppermint and lots of herbal teas and then occasionally I'll have Earl Grey which of course does have caffeine but mm. uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for having weaned off of like like literally everyone's drug of choice for the morning myself included I was like there's no way I'll ever be able to give up caffeine I'm just gonna live off of this for the rest of my life and I was like you know what I did that so I'm and yeah it's been tea for me for a while um I'm gonna talk about myself for a second because uh, I'm a huge coffee drinker and advocate uh I drink my coffee black so I feel as though now I'm able to drink more of it because it doesn't have all the bullshit cream and whatever substance in it but I've tried and I get such bad headaches you know and I really want to try again so maybe this is my sign that I need to try again yes and I used to get super 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 uh, caffeine withdrawal headaches too and that's why I wanted to see if I could stop drinking it because I realized like there is eventually mm-hmm. going to be some morning where I don't have access to coffee or maybe I'm doing something or whatever it, it might be. And I was like, well, that would really suck to just have a really shitty day just because yeah. I didn't have a cup of coffee. So um, I realized that I was getting dependent on it to the point that I wasn't really happy with it for myself. 
And I mean, of course, like everyone drinks coffee. Like this is just part of our, mm-hmm. our but, and there's nothing really wrong with it at all. Um, but for me, I realized like, okay, this is getting to the point that like, I don't know that this. So yeah. I- okay. Um, something most people don't worry about, but you think they should worry about. Uh, (laughs) they're random something most people don't so I it's hard to say because I don't know what other people worry about um that I think they should Hmm. okay so I'm gonna turn that question around and say maybe we all should worrying maybe we should doing um Mm. I and this is literally just a note to self like this is not some sort of criticism or judgment of other people this is literally mm-hmm. me saying to myself just fucking worrying all the time yes. just, like move forward and take action like I need to tell time like sometimes I'll work um you know the outcome of something or I'll you know, I don't know maybe have a project on the go and I'll sit there just like worrying about it not being good enough and I'm like if I just actually take an action step forward that's better and will actually lead to an outcome more than me just sitting here being worried that it's not going to be good enough Mm -hmm. yeah that's a really honest answer thank you yeah um I suffer a little bit and I'm working on this uh and also working on worrying too because you can't control the things you worry about are uncontrolled by you so you're basically just projecting a shitty outcome by worrying Uh, but I do suffer a little bit from environmental um anxiety you know, all the fires and because I'm pretty eco forward and I'm a big advocate for the environment. Um, yeah, so that I suffer a little bit from that. But other than that, I try not to worry, too. But that's good advice. You give really good advice. You know what? I give really, really good advice. And I never take my I shouldn't say <laughs> I take my own advice. And so, <laughs> so I I could work on that for sure, but I definitely uh, can relate to the eco anxiety. And that is actually something that was, that was going to be my first answer was that more people should worry about the way that the environment's headed. But at the same time, I kind of, I kind of didn't say that answer because it really is um, the big corporations. Um, and if you follow grown lady garments, Ali talks about. Yes, to- of course. Um and she talks a lot um, in her stories and in some of her posts about how um, it it's admirable for consumers to want to do their best. Um, and it really big, big corporations and, you know, the oil companies and all of the, you know, political lobbyists uh, in the States and all of the really big players that have so much more of an impact and that actually could maybe drive um environmental change forward in a bigger way than Mm -hmm. you know using a reusable bag obviously it's admirable that somebody wants to not use plastic and that you know most of us very best with this Mm -hmm. yeah the same it's really not completely on our shoulders so we cannot take on that burden completely it's not possible yes i agree with you on that i really do and again, once again, everyone, baby steps. Don't go throwing out all your, you know, plastic stuff and buying glass because you think that's the most eco-friendly. That's not what you do. That's not what you do. And go follow Allie because if you want to be an 
any kind of a good environmentalist. She's really good advocate for that. And I'm trying to be a good advocate for that as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I will be working on not making my questions so random in the future. <laughs> I love them. No, please keep doing this because there's that, this is where I think the juicy conversation happens is like within all these like little answers to random things. I think that's how you get to know people. So please keep being random. Um, yeah. Thanks. Have an answer for, so what? what, 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 what? I'm sorry. I have an answer <laughs> for your rolling the eyes question is, um, and this is more of like a silly rolling my eyes because I don't actually annoyed by this I just think it's funny but when like I sometimes will get the like vegan donuts what are they made from vegetables like that'll like I'll like <laughs> laugh obviously and roll my eyes because I'm like you know usually Shut the fuck up. already saying it in a way that's kind of a little bit facetious and I'm like obviously you don't think that I'm just handing you like like a bell pepper donut you know how people like eat a sandwich mm-hmm. like a bell pepper <laughs> That's fine if you want to eat bell pepper, like pepper. That's great. I love bell pepper, but don't call it bread. And <laughs> no, don't do that. Anyways, good answer. Thanks for answering. Yes. That that took a lot. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, and your don't like your donuts. I mean, it's like you said, they don't taste like anything but a freaking donut. That's all they taste like. I was doing a beach cleanup with. Um, Oh my gosh, I always forget her name. The girl that, that, uh, Green Envy. Oh, Christina. Christina. And I was doing a beach cleanup with her years ago and, uh, it was years, your first year and you were making the Timbits, I think, or you yeah. might still, no, I'm sorry, donut holes, if you will. The donut holes. Yeah. We, um, yeah. yeah. And Christina ordered a bunch. This was like years ago now. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that actually I couldn't make it to the beach cleanup because I was making the donuts that day and going to all the pop-ups and all that but that's um, right yes that is oh I love when that I love when that yeah that I knew about this beach cleanup but I didn't know you and I didn't know that you were there and now you're telling me about it now and it just feels like this is all coming full circle yeah I I I'll always be at a beach cleanup but I um this lady walked by that was helping and said and she said have a have a a donut and she said I'm a vegan and Christina said they're vegan and the girl's face just lit up I mean she couldn't even believe it that that was happening because she never had a probably a fresh vegan donut and I they were fresh like they were beautiful and luscious and there were a lot of them and we got to indulge that was my first plant joy experience and then I come to the store and anyone who doesn't know, um, Jordan always showing face. So, you know, you're always there. I, when I see you, I'll pro- you'll probably recognize me. I haven't been there in a while, but my favorite is the lemon lavender. I can't even with that flavor. Like, it is just a cr- craving, savvy, lovely flavor. I love it. Yes, uh, the lemon lavender has been one of our staples for such a long oh. time. I, I've actually considered a few times, like, oh, maybe, maybe I should take it off the menu and add something different. That's, but I, every time, you know, I, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I just can't do it. It's, it's just uh, most popular flavor. Right. Classic and such a staple. Um, and yeah, back when we first opened, I was at this at 100% of the time and I'm not so much anymore because I feel like I'm really working on empowering my team to take on some of those roles yeah good for you yeah it's been a it's been a challenge for me and it's and it always will be a work in progress for me to 
let go of some of that control and to work on our systems and really work on, um, on trust um, and trust, of course. Um, and, and just, uh, and just trusting that, um, that they got this and also working on the systems on my end so that they feel well equipped things when I'm not there. So awesome. Yeah, that's been, that's been, um, that's been a big part of the journey as well. And, and just knowing that, like, cause when I first, when we first opened and I was like, so overwhelmed by, you know, we had lineups at the door and we were constantly, constantly selling out. And I put so much pressure on myself, (laughs) everything. And now I realize I cannot be everything. I have to, I have to be a human being and a business owner. I cannot just be Jordan that lives at Plant Joy. Like it's not possible. Good for you, Jordan. That's great. You can't, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. So, yeah, thank you. Um, before we wrap, wrap up, I want to, uh, talk a little bit about something and you inspire and influence people more than you even know. And I reached out to you. Um, I don't like to have a scripted, scripted conversations. That's not my thing, but I did. There are certain things that I think need to be talked about. And when they come from really influential, um, great, authentic people, I think that they should be spoken about. Um, I reached out to you letting you know that a a pretty random acquaintance that I, a person that I see at a park once in a while, Uh um, reached out to me and we were chatting about my podcast, which I love when people talk to me about it in public. It's so, it's great. It makes me feel good, you know? And you should. Um. (laughs) And you actually have so many episodes with just really incredible people locally and I'm sure you'll continue with people even outside of our local sphere so you're doing amazing thank you thank you so much uh that really means a lot coming from you thanks um so you know she reached she was reaching out to me which a lot of people do you know because they feel comfortable because I'm easy to talk to and um, maybe like people like to dump their things on me. I don't know. It's all about how I take it is, is what I focus on. Uh, and she, I let her know that I was having you on my show and she, her disposition changed completely. And she just, um, I've, I've asked her if I could bring this up. I will not say her name, but I've asked her and um, I, I told her I was having you on and she said that you inspired her to kind of be honest about who she was, her sexuality. And um, she's very much uh, seems as though to be pretty closed off as a woman. And I was really honored to, for her to have shared that with me. And then I felt compelled to ask you if you'd be comfortable about talking about, um, coming out and mm-hmm. um you know how what I admire most about you is that you know um and I I do respect anybody who wants to do whatever they want to do and and make things a big deal if you will and you know uh, I'll use the example of a gender reveal party as a baby I did it you know but now I look back on it I'm like what the fuck you know like it's you don't have to make things that big of a deal if you want to go ahead but um, there's really something to be said about how you just are who you are. And, you know, she's somebody who follows you, like, 
obviously very closely and um she and I just everybody is just so um you know it's hard for me to put this in words it's just really admirable that you are just so comfortable in being who you are and if you'd be comfortable in letting us know how it was coming out as a business owner you know and just coming out in general yeah absolutely so um and when you told me that story I was I don't know it's just it's such a lovely moment when that happens and I think um I think you're you're right I think you know when you said that that um that maybe like um and I would you said specifically to me but I would I would argue to say that we all have more influence on the people around us than we even realize and so I was really honored to hear that and I think sometimes maybe we don't hear that from the person themselves like this person didn't message me directly and say oh you know you had an impact on my life and um when you came out I was inspired to do the same um, it was just like it was I heard it through you. So now I wonder, you know, if there are any other people that felt, you know, that felt safe to be their true selves, um, because I was just living my life. So that's, that's really special to hear. Um, and for me coming out, so I came out um, not too long before I started my business iteration of all the various businesses I've started or tried to start. But when I started Plant Joy, I had been out for probably half a year um and I mean I had really been grappling with it for much longer us do um or, or many of us at least I can't speak for everyone's experience but I think that there's a lot of things that uh, that happen um before you actually sort of make the you know quote-unquote official coming out and I do say that with some caveats because you never stop coming out um I think so like when I first came out, it was like when I was first truly admitting to myself that I couldn't ignore this any longer, mm-hmm. um, uh, a long-term relationship um, with a man for six years. And, um, and we had, you know, all these life plans together. And, um, and for the, and for the last two years of our relationship, we had a lot of conversations about this and I had really been grappling with it. And I, and I realized that, at that point that I officially, you know, I guess came out that I, I could no longer ignore this part of myself. And that was really, um, really challenging, but also became really freeing for me to have, um, the opportunity to start to live more in alignment with, with what I felt was best for myself. Yeah. Um, And it was, yeah, it's, it's so, um, and it's such an individual experience. Um, and, you know, I, um, that was the, uh, that was the year that I really, um, uh, officially came out to my parents and my, uh, extended family. Although I had, uh, had conversations with my parents when I was around 10, uh, that I thought I might be gay. Um, and they have always been really supportive and reassured me that they love me no matter what, um, <clears throat> and that always support me. And so, yeah, Wow. Yeah, it's and I'm so grateful. Not everyone obviously has that experience, and no, I always had that um, that knowing that that my family would love me, and even still, I still found it really, really challenging to finally admit that to myself because it was almost like admitting, like giving up part of the life that I knew and and some of the plans that I had for myself in some ways. Um, 
just just uh it was a big it was a big life change and um so yeah um and then what it means to me to be out as a business owner um really is um it's it's more of a privilege than anything to be able to um live authentically as myself and um and to almost have the confidence that um that I can still run my business successfully within this city. I feel like I've experienced um, support from not only other business owners, but also customers. Um, And I haven't, I've posted a little bit about, um, you know, being open as, you know, a member of the 2S LGBTQIA community when I first, like in 2018, when I first started my business. And then I feel like I didn't really talk about it too much. Um, because it doesn't form. matter, right? Yeah. And, That's and- why I have such a hard time asking the question. And I'm sorry if I rambled when I was asking, but it's just, yeah. it, it's not like for me, it's not, it doesn't matter. But for other people that are struggling to be as confident and as who cares kind of who I am, let's just be like, it's, I need to have people like you talk about it. It's important. Yeah. And I, and, um, you know, it shouldn't matter as for like, you know, how you interact with someone or how you treat them or, or you want to support their business. Um, but it also, like you said, it does matter for people who maybe are not out yet or are not as comfortable with their identity to see somebody who is out and, um, you know, living their life, you know, running a business, like just kind of doing normal, um, you know, not, not like the narrative we're often shown of the coming out story, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately many people's reality that it's, it's just, um, you know, pain and, and abandonment. Um, and I, and I really feel for people who have that experience. Um, and I think it, it, it definitely creates a lot of hesitation, um, to, to want to be out and share your, yes. self. even if you may have, you know, supportive family and friends, but just that fear of like, what will people think and how, and will they treat me differently? That's a very real fear. Yes, um, I'm sure. And, uh, and I can never take away the, the fact that that is still some people's experience and it's heartbreaking. Um, but at least if I, if I just show um, me just living my life and enjoying my, my life as somebody who's out um, that I hope that that maybe gives people um, the, the hope that, that, that that's a possibility for them too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you for doing this and sharing your lovely story and your journey with us. And I said it and I'll say it again. I'm really proud of what you're doing, uh, not just as a business, but what you're doing for yourself as a human. You're, you're an admirable person in our community and continue to shine, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> So wonderful and I um I will continue to tune in and hear your conversations with lots of awesome people and and you're awesome as well so you just bring your own awesomeness to the table every time so oh thanks. thank you thanks oh this was fun thank you so much and I will chat with you soon my friend thank Absolutely. you okay bye Jordan bye bye